Welcome to the Amazing Clocks Podcast on the Black Love Podcast Network. My name is Anthony Clark. And I'm Melanie Clark. And we are the, the Amazing, Amazing Clarks. Clarks. We're both award-winning certified life and love coaches and a husband and wife duo that have been coaching together as a team for 22 years and that have been passionately in love for 30. They call us the Amazing Clarks because we empower people to live amazing lives. Yes, we do. And you are joining us here on our Love Revolution where we are discussing ideas and concepts that help us love each other and ourselves more because we need more love in this universe. Yes, we do. Today we have a great topic. Yes. We're going to talk about cheating and different forms of cheating. We did that in a, a previous episode, so this is kind of an extension of that episode because there okay. was just so much juicy stuff that we wanted to talk about that we couldn't get it all in. Before we jump into that though, let's catch up with the clocks. So, how's your week been, baby? What's new? What's been going on with you? My week has been actually very quiet. I was a little under the weather. I was exhausted from traveling and all of the things we went through in the previous week. Mm -hmm. So I decided to do a cleanse and just lay down and relax and Netflix and chill mm. and refill my love cup because I'm giving a lot of love out. Coaching actually takes a lot of energy. I came back from North Carolina. We came back from North Carolina and we hit the ground running, catching up with all of our clients, doing our work. So I just hit a wall and my body said, if you don't stop, I'm going to knock you down. So uh, I got knocked down a little bit because I, mm. didn't, I didn't listen. I didn't stop. So I had a restful week, you I get, would say. You got knocked down, but you, get, but you get up again, huh? Yep, I got back up again. There yes, I did. There you go. How about you? Weebles, How was your week? Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Right. <laughs> you know what? My week has actually been a little frustrating, and I had to do a lot of work turning myself back around and getting alignment, mm -hmm. dealing with the car issue. Yeah. And so I'm selling this car and got a really good offer for it, but it has to pass smog. But then in order for it to pass smog, so I can get the tags, it has to, what they call the drive cycle has to kick in. The brain computer for the car has to kick in. And then you still have to drive around until it kicks in. Right. But there's no guarantee of when it's going to kick in. So <laughs> in one day, I literally drove a hundred miles around the block just back and <laughs> forth and it still didn't kick in and then the next day i went out and did the same thing and it still didn't kick in i spent literally a week and a half driving every single day all day long waiting for this damn thing to kick in and meanwhile while i'm doing it i'm dodging cops because i don't have tags for it and so it's been stressful so i had to really work on turning myself around and going back to eip eip everything right. is perfect there are no accidents there are no mistakes everything that's unfolding is unfolding for my greater good the universe is playing chess not checkers and ultimately i believe that I'm going to look back at this and it's going to work out perfectly. And I'm going to see why, as usual, why it's it hasn't worked out. So that's how my week's been. And I'm not done with it yet. Right. <laughs> st you're still, you're still st working on still it. Still on it. I'm on the road again. You know, I mean, that really goes back to our coaching, right? Like mm -hmm. we all go through it. We're all going to be in it at times, including us. That self-talk is really important. And you have got the script down, sir. Like you got that self-talk down. So I'm glad that you're able to do that and turn yourself around. It's right. good stuff. So, yeah, let's talk about cheating. Okay. So, different forms of cheating. Yes. So, because as coaches, we always get people that come to us with different issues in their relationship when it comes to sex. Uh -huh. And everybody has kind of different perspectives on it. And so, you know, we're going to share ours with you guys. And, you know, reach out to us. We'd like to hear yours, too. Okay. So, let's talk about different forms of cheating. Is it cheating or not? For example, is masturbating. If you masturbate 
Is that cheating? A lot of people think it is. Hmm. A lot of clients that we've had, they get jealous when their partner masturbates because they feel like it's a form of cheating. So from your perspective, what do you think? I don't think that masturbating is cheating. Mm -hmm. I think that it's your body and it's like when you're hungry and you have a partner that feels like, wait for me to eat. Right. If I'm really hungry, I want to eat and I don't want to have to wait for you to be hungry if you're not hungry. So in that sense, I don't think it's cheating because sometimes maybe you have more sexual energy, sexual desire than your partner. So you need to handle that. No pun intended. Ah, handle that. Yeah. Nice. So has there ever been a point in your life when you were younger, did you ever feel like that? about masturbating i no i didn't feel like it was cheating there have been maybe times i was disappointed like i wanted some of that right. and i didn't get any no, <laughs> you no. handled it no, no. but i've never felt like it was cheating i think that i think it's actually a good thing that we have the ability to take care of ourselves sexually because it puts less pressure on our partner I think that's just a perspective. Right. And that perspective is learned or taught. But for me personally, I do not think masturbation is cheating. Okay. So what about a situation where the person rather masturbates than have sex with you? They don't have sex with you very often, but they'll masturbate a lot. Is that a form of cheating? No. I think there's something really deep in going on in the relationship that needs to be explored. Because uh, I'll say this, what I've learned when men prefer masturbating over sex, mm -hmm. that it is a power play. Mm -hmm. They are withholding because it makes them feel powerful because they're feeling dominated in the relationship mm -hmm. or they're not getting what they want in the relationship. And yeah. that's a way that they can gain power. Yeah. They, some men do use that for, to be passive aggressive mm -hmm. as a punishment. Mm -hmm. But overall, men aren't masturbating for that reason. Men masturbate because they constantly want to scratch that itch. Right. That desire to have sex is always there and you can't always have sex with your partner. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait, oh. wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's oh. unpack that a minute. Uh oh. Is that true? That men constantly have the itch to have sex? Most men. Yeah. Really? Most, that's, it, never, that's, it never goes away. That's fascinating to me. Literally. The majority, especially when you're younger, the majority of men's thoughts, they mm -hmm. all, all goes back to sex. Why do we want a nice car? So we can get women and have sex. Mm -hmm. Why do we want to buy a house? So we can have the women, she'll be happy, and we'll have sex. Mm -hmm. Why do we dress nice? So we can impress women and we can have sex. Pretty much everything's around sex. Why do we work out? So, so that's we can the have male a nice body and we can have sex. So that's the male motivation. Why do we breathe air? So we can stay alive, so we can have sex. Everything goes back to sex. Why do we eat? So we can have strength, so we can have sex. See, it all goes back to sex. So we've just goes back. answered one of the biggest questions in the universe. What motivates men? Sex. That's it. Nothing else. You know, it's a strong motivator. Hmm. And, and it, but a lot of men, they'll get to a certain age and it's, it's not as important. Right. But for most of the average guys, most the average guy for most of the life, it's going to be very important. We've established that masturbating mm -hmm. is not cheating. Well, what do you think? I mean, you asked me what I thought. What do you think about it? Do you think masturbating is cheating? No, I don't think masturbating is cheating at all. And then, but let's go outside the other piece. Okay. When you're masturbating, you're fantasizing. Yes. The majority of the times. Okay. So now, a lot of people, especially women, mm -hmm. feel like if a man fantasizes about another woman during sex, mm -hmm. or while he's masturbating, that's a form of cheating. Mm-hmm. 
Do you think that's a form of cheating? No, I, I think that your mind is creative and explorative. And especially when it comes to sex, and I'll just be really transparent here, especially when you've been with someone for a long time, like it's like everything in life. You need new energy. You need new thoughts. You need new images. And so you definitely are going to be fantasizing. And I think for women, I encourage women to fantasize during sex because it's just sometimes a little bit harder for us to get there. And so fantasizing helps us to get there. So why would I be mad at you for doing it if I'm doing that? And a lot of times we can't control our fantasies. So it's not something you cannot control is not cheating. I don't know about you, but when sometimes when I have thoughts about something sexy, I'm not like, think sexy thoughts, think sexy thoughts. They just show up and I just go along for the ride. So I'm assuming it's the same thing for men. Right. And and you know, it makes sense because sex is all in the mind anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, it's only a small portion of it is physical, but the majority of it is all mental. No, I agree. I agree with that. And, and when you're younger, especially for men, they tend to be a little jelly when it comes to that right. fantasizing. But once you get older and you get wiser, it's like fantasize, do whatever you need to do to get there. Hell yeah, fantasize. One of the forms of cheating that I do really, really have a very strong perspective on, and that is emotional cheating. Yeah. I actually would say this. This is how far I'll take it. You guys are really going to get into the mind of Melanie. I would probably get over physical cheating way faster than I would emotional cheating. Yeah. Emotional cheating to me is sharing a part of yourself that I believe is reserved for me. Mm-hmm. And it would make me not trust you at all. Mm-hmm. Because to me, what you share from your heart, your mind, that is the stuff to me that makes us so bonded together. The sex is amazing, but it's physical. And that's how I see it, even with other people. It's just a physical act. It is our love. It is our friendship. It is our connection. It is how we talk to each other that makes it special. Right. And and connecting to me. So um, to me, the worst affairs are emotional affairs. And I've seen in coaching, Mm -hmm. clients can get over physical affairs a lot faster than they can get over emotional affairs because to me, it feels like more betrayal. Like you, it's like a friend, right? Like you're supposed to be my best friend and we share all these secrets and this connection. And then I found out you was going and sharing all them same secrets with someone else and telling them they're your friend. And it's not the same. It taints it. It takes Mm. away, to me, it takes away the connection in it. I agree. You talked earlier in the episode on your 10 tips. The 10 signs that your partner may be cheating. Yeah. And you said, you know, the things that you felt cheated, that you, when you were younger, you were in your 20s, that you had cheated. Did you have emotional affairs or just, was it just purely physical? It was purely physical, purely physical. So I was just trying to get your groove on and... You, You know what? It was... The fact that because my wife, my first wife, she was, when I found out she was being unfaithful, mm-hmm. instead of leaving, it was like, well, let me do that too. But I wanted to do it because I wanted more sexual experiences anyway. And it was like- because, So you saw opportunity. That's right, just immaturity. I, right. Because I got into that relationship so young and I didn't have as many experiences as I, as I wanted. Right. And so it was like, you know what? She's doing it. So I just got to pass now to do it too. And I'm going to do me. And I wanted to have as many experiences as possible. Right. And I think for men, especially, 
That's one of the fears about being in a committed romantic relationship, why they're so afraid to commit to women. Right. Because from a male's perspective, it's like, I'm in this candy store or this buffet, and I can only have one dish for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And even if I love that dish, you know, that dish may be chicken, and I can cook it different ways, but it's still chicken. Right. And what if I want a steak? Or what if I want, you know, some something else? Some ice cream? Some, some other meal. Right. right. And that causes anxiety. And that causes guys to freak out and it makes them want to run or makes them cheat when they get an opportunity because it's like, I better get it in while I can. I better get this bite of steak when I can. <laughs> right. Even if it's a little quick bite, I want to get that bite. And interestingly enough, a lot of people, women too, mm -hmm. in this younger generation I'm noticing, they're just being real about it. Yep. They're just going, you know what? No. I like shrimp. I like chicken. I, I like steak. I want it all. I want a combo I plate. I want to eat it all. I want a sample platter. And I'm not going to hide it for you. I'm not going to eat it in the corners under the table in the dark. <laughs> right. No, I'm going to eat. I'm going to grub. And right. you can grub with me, but, or not, but I'm going to grub. Right. And I, I kind of respect that. Because well, that way, you know, there's less cheating. So I do think it's actually less cheating now than it was when we were growing up. You know, I want to go back to emotional affairs again really quickly because obviously that is something that I don't agree with. And I think that for most women, affairs are actually very emotional, yeah. which is probably why we don't like it so much because we know what it does to us when we connect emotionally to another man. And what I find interesting with a lot of women, once they have an emotional affair, they will leave their husband for that emotional affair. Yeah. And that connection and that friendship and it's not necessarily the sex. It is the friendship and the connection. And I just find that really interesting. For men, it's more of the sex. But for women, it's if you talk to me a certain way, if you connect with me in a certain way, if I feel how you feel about me, then I'll be more drawn to you. Mm -hmm. So we just have different ways approaching the need for more connection. And I think for women, it's more of an emotional connection. And for men, it's more of a sexual connection. But that's not across the board, because you're right. I know plenty of women who are like, I just want to get it in. I don't care what he has to say. Come handle business and go away, sir. I am flabbergasted. <laughs> flabbergasted. What does that mean? <laughs> that's actually the first time I use that word on this what? podcast. So. What are you, Grandpa? <laughs> I am Papa. No, I am flabbergasted. Yes. By how many women mm -hmm. in this day and age, especially with our clients, yeah, just are so real about the need for sex. Yeah, they're like guys about it, like the way guys used to be. The women are like that now, and they're doing that of all like all ages. Like we were talking about on the other episode, even my mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She was very My frank. My mother was <laughs> like, yeah, I got to get her in. This and that, that. It's like, whoa, whoa. But at the same time, I'm flabbergasted. I'm proud of it. I'm, I think that's beautiful. It's because people are being honest. Yeah, I and, agree. And as humans, we're sexual creatures. I'm actually honored to see women, you know, being vulnerable enough and honest enough to admit it, that they want it and it's important to them too. Well, even taking that to the next level, I've noticed more acceptance of polyamory mm -hmm. and, yeah. you know, throuples where multiple people are sharing not only sex, but an emotional connection right. and love. And that's on the rise too. And yep. I think people are just getting to the place where they're learning to love and accept themselves more. Mm-hmm and be more evolved in that way. And so the rules are starting to change based on people's ability to accept more openness. Right. 
So now let's jump to the next topic about cheating. Hmm. The perspective, is this cheating a lot or not? Okay. A lot of clients and people in general think that if your partner watches porn, Mm. that that's cheating. Watching porn is not cheating. I already don't think masturbating is cheating. So if you add some porn to it, I'm still not going to change my mind. <laughs> it's, right. it's entertainment. So, so why you, I, I feel like that's exactly it. So, it's, so, that's entertainment. So, You're just entertaining yourself. Why do you think people feel like that, especially women watching porn is a form of cheating? Well, I think, you know, for a long time, traditionally, we have been taught that men, when men love a woman, she is supposed to be his only object of desire. And all of the things that we're discussing here are saying that he has the ability to have other objects of desire. Mm -hmm. And we were not taught that. Like we grew up with all the fairy tales, you know, he rode through the forest to kiss the princess. He scaled the wall because she's his object of desire. And that's what true love is. Mm -hmm. And so when you go outside that construct, then it feels uncomfortable Because if I'm not your only object of desire, I think it makes people question, do you really love me? Right. And will we last? That's the other thing. Will we last? Relationships are a commitment. And there's always some risk in anything that you commit to. And I think sometimes people try to manage those risks by saying, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. And then you won't be tempted. That's the word. Mm. Then you won't be tempted to leave this relationship. Then you won't be tempted to create a problem in our family. And you got to remember, too, that women take on, and, and I don't think we talk about this enough, but we take on a huge role when it comes to protecting the family. Mm-hmm. And making sure that our children have what they need, that we get along with our husbands, so our children have a father at home, and that we're this wonderful, happy family. So in doing that and taking on that responsibility, it's managing a lot of the risks. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that we're talking about here today sexually make it feel riskier. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why women are like, hey, shut that down. Nope, you don't need to be watching porn. You might get some ideas in your head so that slippery slope. Yeah, that make you want to leave this relationship or this family. Also, people know that sexual energy is really powerful. And pe- there, you know, we talk a lot about sex addicts and people getting addicted, and it can be like a drug. Mm-hmm. And when it becomes like a drug, just like any other drug addict, that becomes the priority. And then once again, we're back to the risk to the family. Mm-hmm. So I think women, especially who have dated or been married to men that they've experienced that with, it's just it's just like, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to allow that risk to my family. So don't do that. Right. So then from my perspective, men have a responsibility to if that is what they're going to do, do it within the context of I love my family. I love my wife. This is just entertainment, but it's not what I'm going to give my focus to most of the time. When they do that, they're actually creating more risk within their families and it's unnecessary Right. from my perspective. I think it's a good idea for couples to watch porn together. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good way to approach it. And that way it's a, something you're sharing intimate. You don't have to feel the guilt or the right. shame or the fear of the person doing something behind your back. Well, I, I think uh, 
what I just said is you can minimize the risk if you take the risk together and talk about it and you can grow sexually. And that's a great way to take on some of the things that make us feel afraid that sex is going to ruin our families. So Beautiful. great choice of topic, honey. Yeah. You, you brought the fire this week. I like it. That was a great show. Good yes, job, babe. Thank you, babe. And thank you guys for hanging out with us. If you guys didn't get a copy of our book, Crack the Code, The Secrets to Achieving Your Happily Ever After, mm-hmm. make sure you get a copy at Amazon.com. This is the number one bestseller, international bestseller. You will not be disappointed. If you guys are interested in coaching with the Clarks, whether you want relationship coaching, dating coaching, life coaching, no matter what kind of coaching you want, we do it all. Go to theamazingclarks.com and contact us there. If you guys are interested in becoming a life coach, know someone that wants to become a life coach, or you just want techniques to learn how to life coach yourself, then check out our life coach training and certification class at the Law of Attraction Life Coach Academy. There you go, people. We gave it to you. Now, what you're going to do with it? See you next time.